1: And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100 percent of the cost of your medication. So go to trylifemd.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You're listening to Talk of Champions, an Ole Miss Spirit podcast with Ben Garrett. another edition of Talk of Champions. i have been Good, at Spirit been on Twitter. He's Mike Clement, Ole Miss Baseball hitting coach. Because Ole Miss Baseball is now deep off into fall ball inner squad practices. What's up, man? How are you? I'm, I'm good. good. Yeah?
0: We haven't uh, won or lost any games. And uh, the football team's good. And fall weather is here. We still get some pats on the back. It's all good. I was told this morning, though that women's golf is going to win another national title, not to put any pressure on Corey and them over there. But um, so maybe maybe we play this kind of every other year deal, back and forth thing.
1: Well, that would mean that y'all don't repeat.
0: You're right. You're right. We're just going to go in dynasty mode.
1: You're okay. right. Also, let the record show, Clem. Let the record show. You brought up football first this time. Good point. Tis the season. And I was right on time for the interview. Man, I'm just winning today. You had me last yep. week, but I'm winning today.
0: Yep, I was also thinking, this is the first year, probably since I've been here, this past year, 2022, that you weren't on the everyday beat for Ole Miss baseball, and we won a national title.
1: Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Coincidence?
1: I don't Jeez, know. Jeez, you've been know. sitting on that one. For the one time, I get the leg up, and the rivalry between Ben and Clem, you laid down the trump card today?
0: I didn't. There's no trump card. I'm not rubbing anything in it. I'm just stating a fact.
1: <laughs> I'm just reporting the facts.
0: No spin zone.
1: <laughs> that took a turn that I did not expect. I thought I was winning, and yet here I am, standing again as the asshole. How many practices in are y'all?
0: We are a weekend. Uh, I'm sorry, 2 inner uh, inter-squad scrimmages. We play Samford on Saturday at noon. Yeah, we're in, we're in the thick of it. We're oddly kind of veteran offensively, and so uh, some some names people would recognize had had good weekends on the mound. Uh, again, you're you're talking to a hitting coach, and I, so like I haven't the first month of school being in, I haven't like seen any bullpens because I'm with the hitters and all of that. So it was kind of last weekend was my first look at some of the new pitchers. Super impressed. Some some really big elos and. Yeah, if, if, if they can overcome the coaching on that side of things, we might even <laughs> laugh, then um, we should be pretty good on the mound too.
1: God, you came in here on one, Clem. Jeez, sassy <laughs> as shit.
0: You can kind of, as a baseball coach, you can kind of say whatever you want. Yes, uh, especially in when October, you're challenged. Because no, no one's going to remember it when we lose on a Tuesday night to someone we shouldn't and everyone's losing their mind. No, no one's going to remember what I said in October.
1: Which of those arms that you hadn't really seen – when the ball came yep. out of their hand, you went, Oh God, that's different. Holy cow.
0: Um the first one that comes to mind for me is Grayson Sanye. Um so like if you if you look at the analytics Twitter, he may not have had the biggest velocity, although he he was like ninety three, ninety-five, so he was throwing really hard. But he uh I think in talking to the hitters, Kemp Alderman got to third base a couple innings later and he's like and, and I, I'm not gonna try to do Kemp's Mississippi accent, but uh he said in his own way, coach, he was throwing 94 and it did not seem like 94. And so I said, I kind of, I kind of set the plate for him. I said, Oh, it seemed like more like 88. And he said, no, it seemed like (laughs) a hundred. So uh, Sonia, who, who is probably our our most after Ferris and Roman Anthony sign was probably our most famous recruit that that made it to campus or one of, he is as advertised, really, really good. Um, He has got, He's got weekend starter and uh, first-rounder in his time here. I don't want to get the card ahead of the horse as far as, like, hey, he's going to start on Friday fourth this year. That's not what I'm talking about, but, like, he's really good. The other guy that threw really hard was J.T. Quinn, uh, freshman right-hander out of Tampa. He was up to 98. Um, Dang. So, that's yeah, that's firm. That's firm. He only threw one inning last weekend. But it was an impressive inning. Um, so, those, those two guys are – Amongst others, but those are those are the first two that that that, that stick out from my first look at, at the
1: arms. Well, you kind of answered it, but is Sonya a weekend candidate right out of the gate, like Gunnar Hoagland was, or is he more a Ryan um, Rollinson track follower?
0: Yeah, that's a hard question. From from a talent standpoint, yes. You, but you know, um, I joked, but you've been around our program for a really long time, so I think I think that's that's still up in the air a little bit, only because I think if 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 you're asking Mike to be honest, his preference is to work freshmen into that role. Um, mm-hmm. no matter what no matter what his assistants uh, what kind of advice his assistants <laughs> give him, he usually likes to to, to and, and 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 you know what? He uh, he's been successful in that. Like he, he would if he were standing in my office and I'm like, Hey, Sonya's gotta pitch on the weekend or Rollison, he would go back to. Niekas, didn't start on the weekend. Rollison didn't start on the weekend. Pomerantz didn't start on the weekend. Lance Lynn didn't start on the weekend, and they turned out okay. And so, like, what am I going to say? Like, I'm the hitting coach, and you just rattled off guys that have made a lot of money throwing a baseball. So, uh, he usually wins that. So, uh, with all of that said, he's got the makings of of doing that. What you know, at what point does that happen? I have no idea. Um, obviously, we have some pretty good returning candidates um, for you know for, for weekend, and obviously Elliot fills one of those roles. Save injury, you know, every every
1: single weekend. Well, acknowledging that you're the um, hitting coach and this is not your purview, but as far as J.T. Quinn and velocity in general, 98 looks big on Twitter. It looks big in a message board post, in a story I might write on the Old Miss Spirit on three. But from a pitching or coaching standpoint. How do you make 98? Because you can time up anything if you're a good hitter. Like, how do you make 98 play up?
0: The good thing about college baseball, and I, and, and this is not – I'm not joking. Um, this is just the fact. Now, this may not be exactly true in professional baseball and especially in the big leagues. At some point in college baseball, there is velocity that no matter what the pitch is, is going to overwhelm a lot of hitters. So – I'm not saying 98 is going to overwhelm Jacob Gonzalez, um, just on its own, just on the velocity on the, on the radar gun number, but it will, a lot of guys, um, and, and we've seen that to, to answer your question directly, there's a couple of different things. One is going to be, uh, ride on the fastball, right. From an analytical standpoint, meaning, uh, it feels as though as a hitter that the ball is rising. It's not actually rising, but the guy gets his fingers behind the baseball and it is spinning um, at a pace that it holds, um, you know, that it holds its level that it's going at and it feels as though it's going up or the opposite of that. Um, So like Parker Caracy in recent history would have really, really good hop on his fastball, really good ride no matter how hard he's throwing, it, it gets up on hitters. The opposite of that would be sink. And so um, getting your fingers off to the side a little bit, um, and like Will Etheridge um, th- th- threw a sinker. Riley Maddox throws a sinker. Um, and so you want to probably be one or the other and not in the middle because then you get like a little bit of flat run, um, and hitters seem to, to be on that a little, a little bit easier.
1: Parker's a good – he was the one I was thinking of when you think about velocity and actually pitching to your velocity. Because it's one thing to throw really hard, but knowing how to pitch with it is a totally different thing. And Parker, he emerged once he channeled it finally, once he figured out how to pitch to his velocity. Because for a while there, he was throwing batting practice because any good hitter can time up a fastball if you're not doing anything with it.
0: Yeah, and the other guy that comes to mind when we talk about that is – from, from a few years before Parker, is Brittany Bramlett. So that's a guy who pitched on Friday for us who was throwing 88 miles an hour and would throw like 90% fastballs. And this is a little bit before everyone knew what was going on, and it was really entertaining to watch opposing dugouts get really frustrated because at that time, there was none of this Soto and Trackman was just kind of brand new and all of that, and people didn't really have a grasp on what was going on and what could and they would just look at the the radar gun and be like this guy is throwing 88 miles an hour and throwing all fastballs and we never hit it. And so Bramlett was kind of if you were asked laugh, Bramlett was kind of the guy who forced laugh to get to get into the analytics, to get into that side of it to to try to figure it out because we could throw someone the next day Bramlett through 90% fastballs at 88 miles an hour, throw someone the next day to throw 94 miles an hour and then just get tattooed. So um that you know, that that at least paints the picture of, of of what that is.
1: Any other pitchers that really gave the hitter some fits before we get into the offense and how it went this weekend?
0: There are a couple other new guys that that at least I was impressed with. Tommy Henninger is a junior college transfer right hander that's an uncomfortable at bat. He's a sinker guy that's gonna throw hard, good good hard slider. Um, Cole Ketchum. Um, it's from heritage Academy here in, in Mississippi. He's a he gives you a little different look. It's like 90, 94 is right-handed, but he has a really, really good change up. Um, just off the top of my head without seeing it in front of me. Those are the guys that were the, the new guys that were pretty impressive. And I'm sure I'm missing somebody.
1: Well, looking at the hitters, you and I've been talking about Will Furness for a while now, since he signed he had a good game. I think it was October 2, three for five, two RBI. Jacob Gonzalez is doing Jacob Gonzalez things. He was three for four in that game. RBI, two runs, stolen base. But Will Furness, I mean, where does he kind of fit in as a potential candidate wherever in the field if he continues to hit like y'all think he will?
0: Yeah, first base. Um, big physical dude. He is the son of Eddie Furness, who up until a couple years ago had more hits than any hitter to ever play in the SEC. Uh, the coach coached at, at lsu um uh from east texas he it's a really good left-handed swing I think um like when you watch him swing the bat uh the, the actual swing looks like kevin graham um really really sweet swing from the left side now physically he looks different than, than graham did um and that's a lot to put on him because graham obviously was really really good um but it's similar attributes to the field to hit. Um, so he, he, he fits in somewhere first base-ish. Um, could definitely get DH at bats, but um, it feels as though he's a pretty advanced
1: hitter. Yeah, when you compare a guy to a Kevin Graham with a comp, you're talking about what he could be and what Kevin Graham became because for the first two years, it was a challenge. I don't like when like, sometimes you, you make a comp and then media fans, they try to compare him to the best Kevin Graham. I mean, it's going to take this kid some time, just like it took Kevin Graham some time, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think you're right. That's the normal. Like, the, the exception would be Gonzo, right? Like, that, yeah. that rarely happens. It happens more on the mound, really, than it does offensively. Um, it seems like there is a, a person or maybe two in our entire league every year that is a freshman offensive player that can really, really do it offensively. Um, so yeah, that, that's a really good point. Graham was, Graham was kind of the feast or famine guy. If you remember back in 2019, we ph would him a little bit and hit him down in the seven hole and he ran in and hit maybe 10 home runs, but hit 250. you know, wasn't on base a ton with swing and miss all those things. You're right. And he, he kind of developed into, into being the guy that, that we remember, especially the last two years.
1: When's the last time you thought about retirement? What about saving for your kids college? In these crazy economic times, working with a professional is of the utmost importance. And that's where my friend Thomas Chandler comes in. Thomas is a financial planner with Capital Financial Group. And he wants to help you make the right decisions for your financial future. So give him a call today at 662-296-0186. That's 662-296-0186. And tell him that Ben sent you for a no-cost consultation and get started toward financial independence today with Thomas Chandler of Capital Financial Group. Your Omas baseball rebels are national champions. Yes, that really happened. Your eyes did not deceive you. And what better way to celebrate since we all spent way too much money getting to and back home from Omaha than with a new car? Code TOC for Talk of Champions to save 10% on apparel. BXG, a proud sponsor of the Talk of Champions podcast network. Talk of Champions is also brought to you in part by MyBookie. You know football, and you pick winners all the time, so why not get paid for them at MyBookie? Bet single game spreads, money lines, or parlay multiple together to increase your payouts. Low contest entry fees and over half a million to be won make it so you don't have to be a pro gambler to have fun. Getting started is easy. Just visit mybookie.ag, mybookie.ag, and use promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, T-O-C on your first deposit to secure a double deposit bonus. That's promo code TOC for Talk of Champions, T O C to get your first deposit matched, dollar for dollar, all the way up to a thousand bucks. MyBookie is a proven sports book that makes it simple to bet and win. So make this your winning season, exclusively at mybookie. Regarding first base and Will Furness, Anthony Colarco, who's out with an injury right now, and maybe even Kemp Alderman, even though I know y'all don't really want him there, is there a concern about trying to figure out how to get your best bats in the lineup if so many of them are first base DH only?
0: Yes, a little bit. The, the, I think the key factor in that concern is Kemp. So it, is, it would be my hope that Kemp can play right field. Um, just being honest, that that would be the hope for me, is that he can play a corner outfield spot and hold that down so that he doesn't have to DH. I, don't, I, I think first base for him is out of the question. Um, I think Kemp is either a corner outfielder or a DH hmm. or catch a little bit. Um, I think if, if we were to start games tomorrow, Kemp is our backup catcher, and he's done a really, really good job back there. Um, it's going to help us out a lot and it's going to help his draft stock out a lot if he proves he can play a little bit back there. But I think if we, if we threw out an opening day lineup, it would be my tomorrow. It would be my hope that he could play corner outfield. And where that helps us is that really more than anything, it doesn't clog the DH spot. And and obviously we weren't taking Kemp out of the lineup last year, but it probably cost some guys at bats because the DH wasn't open. You know, guys like, Van Cleve or John Kramer or whoever was the hot hand, uh, Leatherwood, it cost those guys some at bats because we weren't taking Kemp out of the lineup. And really the only place he could play was the eighth last year. So our, our thing to him was you go out and play this summer you play the outfield, you got to find a way to play a corner outfield spot um, for us. So uh, it's our hope that he can play corner outfield and that frees up Colarco or Furness or Judd Udermark or someone to play first base I think we have some really good options there and then really freeze up the DH spot so that we can ride the hot hand and rotate guys in there.
1: For Kemp, it's a lot like the Thomas Dillard track. You got yeah. to figure out a, yeah, a spot.
0: Exactly. That's, uh, yeah, that's a really good comparison. That's, that's kind of what it is. And, and I actually think Kemp may have a better chance to catch than than what what Thomas did, he's a little more flexible, a little more athletic when it com- when it comes to the flexibility stuff um, than 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 what Thomas was at that point. So Thomas probably has a little more going for him as far as a switch hitter and mm-hmm. all, and all of that, and and probably played the outfield better than what Kemp currently does. But our hope is that Kemp can get to that point.
1: And the thing about Thomas, he's going to hit his way to the pros no matter what. The kid's on base, contact, power—it's all there. He's the right. perfect
0: fit for the current age of professional baseball. Yep. His OPS is always going to be really solid. Um, and he's going to walk. And so he's going to walk, he's going to hit balls out of the yard. Sure. You don't love that. He's going to swing and miss, but you'll take it because he does the other two things really well.
1: Now, what is Judd's last name that you just said? Judd, what? Udermark
0: is his name. He's a kid from Charlotte Christian. He set their school record for home runs. It's big right-handed power. Corner infielder. He's working out at third base right now. They won a state championship, and at some point at the end of their year, he dove to his left and tore his left labrum. So non throwing shoulder labrum. Had surgery right after they won the state title, and he is back to swinging. He's taking ground balls, he's swinging off a tee, and I think we are about two weeks away from him being able to hop into uh inner squads live at bats, and all that. But certainly have high hopes. He kind of fits the Elko mold. And again, I would say Elko, like you said with Graham, it took Elko a while to be be a star. Um so I don't want to say, you know, Judd's going to be that and uh but but big, big right handed power, corner corner infielder, a guy that we're we're super excited about.
1: I cannot believe this is the first time this shows that I haven't been on the beat every single day like I used to. He's right. I'm just now hearing Judd Udermark. That's the dopest name yeah. in a long time to come through Old Miss Baseball. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 I think so. When I look at Mason Morris, he had two of the top five exit velos from the last practice, the last inter squad. 104, 103. Speaking of guys I don't know, Mason Morris, who is this?
0: Yep. Mason is a two way guy, actually, pitcher, um, infielder, uh, from Tupelo High School. Uh Really big physical kid, probably third base, first base profile, kind of like Judd, Um, real power, has a real feel to hit. Um, Again, so these guys, all of these guys that I'm mentioning outside of Kemp are guys that we are going to have to figure out ways to get at bats for. And I think if you would have asked me 365 days ago, I would have said we would be brand new offensively. And now I look at it and we're going to be old offensively, which is great. That's how
1: Mm -hmm. you win. Yeah.
0: But with that said, I think the challenge for us is to figure out some roles for some of these young guys that we really, really like because we're gonna need to get them at bats as well.
1: I love that Garrett Wood, such a dirt bag, got the first homer of the fall.
0: And and I think now I, I think we can talk gambling and all that. I wonder what the odds would have been like if Vegas had it on the board plus like twenty five thousand that the first home run of the of the of the fall was gonna be Garrett Wood. I mean if you would have put a low amount of money on that you would have made a lot.
1: You got a lot of pieces at your disposal, but it's not like when y'all were forecasting it a couple of years ago and you went, okay, TJ's gonna be gone and so and so and so and so and so and so. This is not a completely made over lineup. What if you if there's a game tomorrow I know you're gonna hate me for asking you that, but if you had to set a lineup tomorrow.
0: All right, so this is the kind of question that I don't think much of and I just rattle off what I would think. And then you put it in some article.
1: I won't. And I have
0: to go to practice and, like, they never say anything to me, but players start looking at me weird because they see it on Twitter. And, oh, oh, we're a week into this thing, and Clem doesn't think I'm in the starting lineup. Oh, boy. And Casey
1: Mize is the starting pitcher for the opponent tomorrow. Only because of matchups, this is the lineup that you run out.
0: Reporter. Reporter, hey, this verbal shell game I'm going to play to try to get him to answer what I want. Uh, Jacob Gonzalez is going to play shortstop. You good with that?
1: You're not going to do it. I just want to know if TJ McCants is leading off. That's all I'm asking.
0: Oh, lead off. Gonzo at short, Shatney at second. I feel comfortable with those guys. I think think our fan base does too. Um, TJ McCants probably in the outfield somewhere, Calvin Harris behind the plate, uh-huh. Alderman, since I've already said it, in the outfield.
1: Here's the easiest way to ask it. Are yep. the leaders in the clubhouse, at least in your mind, and there, it could be proven wrong, you could have a change of opinion because of performance. Is right now Calvin Harris at three, Gonzo at two, and Kemp at four? That sounds about right, right now. Uh, here's the thing. I'm going to say yes to that, and then
0: I'm going to look at Twitter in an hour, and there's no. going to be – uh, picture that you stole from Ole Miss picks of Calvin Harris and his sweet beard and Warren Omaha smiling. I'm going to say, Clement, Colin, Harris in the three-hole, something like that, uh, with with quotes around that. And then I'm like, going to have to go and, like, people are going to be like, seriously, Cal in the three-hole? He only had 130 at-bats last year. He wasn't even in everyday – you know, like, <laughs> I can't predict order. I was trying to give you spots. Calvin's going to catch. I feel, I feel good
1: about right. that. It tells me that you and and Mike Bianco and Carl, all y'all can say it all the time. Oh, we don't read what you write. We don't pay attention to it. Yes, you do. You do? I do. I do.
0: Well, I don't, I have, I, I can say with 100% conviction, and you know I'm not going to lie, I have never been on the message boards. That's um, good. You can reel me, you probably have someone write your headlines for you, whoever that is, they can reel me in a little bit with a, uh, with a with a nice headline and, and an article. Now, if I have to pay, if there's like a paywall in front of it, I usually just uh, be like, seriously, Garrett, you got to be kidding me, and then I exit out of it.
1: Wow, um, it's ten dollars for a year, really?
0: And all of you people out there listening, you should go subscribe to it. Which Clement's <laughs> not going to because I'm at practice every day. But um,
1: if if it ever pops up, you- if there's like a user that pops up that says, you know, hitting dingers in sixty nine, I'll know it's you it'll be you.
0: <laughs> no, I can promise you I will not be on the message board and I will not be paying the $10 a month or whatever it is. I'm not going to. But I think everyone out there It's 10 for a 20,
1: year right now, Clem, help me out.
0: Help out.: for... All 22,000 of you that were there Sunday June 26th, then watch us win the national championship. Uh, I think all of you should pay the $10 for the year and can get on there Let's and go. talk about what our lineup should be.
1: Let's go. All right, I'm going to get off of it now. I'm sorry. I told you you'd hate me. At least I knew. But you had your full schedule released. And I don't know who's feeling y'all hurt for winning the national championship. But that first six weeks in the SEC is tough. That yeah, is,
0: it is. It's weird. This time of year, um, every year that I've ever worked here, I've looked at our schedule and th- thought, oh, man, how are we going to win any games at all? And then in the spring, it's like, all right, well, we, just, we got Florida next week. You know, you just kind of put your head down and – Go, go, go win games and look up at the end of the year and hope you're not taking water on the boat. So, uh, it's a, it's, it's tough. It's certainly tough, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's hard. Our league is hard. Um, I can't remember who we missed this year. We missed Tennessee. I know that. And I think yeah. they're going to be good. Um, so that's, that's a positive. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a it's a difficult schedule, but I mean, come on, everybody's is hard. Uh, just, just go win as many as you can.
1: After you win a national championship, don't you have to kind of look at the schedule and go, "Okay, y'all got to beat us."
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. We're the we're the we're the only ones that won the national title, so I'm going to guess there'll be some people fired up to play us.
1: Yeah, at halftime for Alabama, y'all are getting y'all's rings. The season premiere for Ole Miss baseball, the national championship run—that's happening too. I'm looking at a picture of the rings on Twitter. Have y'all gotten these yet? No,
0: no. Um, at some point that week, we get them. Haven't seen them yet. The, the adjective I was, uh, I asked somebody yesterday when they came out on, on that picture, how big are these? And the, the adjective that was used to describe them to me uh, was obnoxious. Good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's going to be a really, really fun week. I'm excited to see a lot of the guys that are off playing pro ball that aren't here on our team. And uh, it should be awesome they should be awesome. We're going to do the premiere, we're going to get the rings, we're going to go down to the state house and the governor's mansion or whatever. Uh and then and then we're going to go out for for halftime of the of the football game. Uh it'll be awesome. Really really fun. So everybody stay in your seats. Don't, don't go get a hot dog. Go go get your Miller Lite at, at like in between the first and second quarter and and settle in and be there be there for the rest.
1: And put your money on Garrett Wood. As the anytime home run for the first game or something, you know, let that You'd be. be rich. Yeah, and you'll be rich. you would be rich. But I'm looking at the rings, man. Don't let the revs get hot. Oh, it's perfect, man.
0: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun. Can't wait, wait to get them. It'll be awesome.
1: Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you.
0: All right, man. Always fun.